Welcome into yet another edition of the Warhawk Authority podcast. I'm your host, Mike Hammett, the Associate Director of Athletic Communications at ULM. We're getting ready for another busy weekend in Warhawk Athletics, but not quite as busy as last week. There's just one home event this weekend as ULM Soccer is set to host Little Rock Sunday afternoon at Brown Stadium. We still have a lot to get to, though, on this edition of the podcast. Coming up, I'll talk with ULM senior tight end Tyler Lamb, one of nine graduates on this year's Warhawk team. We'll talk about playing the tight end role alongside Josh Peterson, how they compare and contrast, how Colby Suits has developed chemistry with the receiving core, and what kinds of pitches Tyler Lamb has in his baseball repertoire. Also later on, we'll have our weekly volleyball recap and preview with head coach Charlie Olson as the Warhawks were swept at home by the Ragin' Cajuns last week. They visit Arkansas State this week. Our Warhawk soccer update includes a chat with Coach Sean Frazier about last week's losses to Texas State and Arkansas State, the growth he sees in his team, and a look at Sunday's opponent, the Little Rock Trojans. But before all of that, we begin with the new leader in charge at ULM. That's Dr. Ron Barry, the new president. Last week, Dr. Barry took the time to visit with the voice of the Warhawks, Nick White. The two visit about Dr. Barry's road to the presidency, his background at ULM, his words of amazement about student-athletes, and the role of athletics in the university. The first guest on this week's Warhawk Authority podcast is Dr. Ron Barry with Nick White on the interview. It's my pleasure to uh, welcome in Dr. Ron Berry, the new president here at ULM. Uh, First off, uh, congratulations. Uh, We're so happy uh, to have you here as our our new president. And uh, certainly, I know you've had to hit the ground running here in your first few weeks on the job. I have, Nick. And and thanks for the opportunity to be with you. Um, You know, this is the, we just finished the third week. um, And, you know, every day has been very different. Uh, but it's been exciting. I've uh, enjoyed meeting a lot of people, talking to a lot of people about about the future of ULM. Uh, so we've, we've enjoyed those opportunities and look forward to many more. You know, kind of going back and looking at the history of the presidents here, uh, it, you know, you think about there, there's been some challenges, especially the last two presidents, some different things that they've inherited. And Certainly, uh, you come in in a challenging time uh, in a in a COVID world here in 2020, and part of that, you know, th- this whole process uh, took a lot longer. The presidential search and and the the interviews and all those. I guess first and foremost, being here on campus, and I guess this was a process, you know, Dr. Barry, six months at least that should yeah. have been done, you know, in April and May. But because of, of the quarantine and all the things, uh, kind of had to stretch this thing out. What was that like for you being on campus, knowing this was such an important moment? Uh, I imagine there were some sleepless nights some nervousness uh, with you and your family. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it, it was a, a delayed process. And um, it was, uh, you know, a lot of emotions, a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety. Uh, but at the same time, a lot of excitement. You know, the... The community uh, had an opportunity to uh, get very involved in the process, and, and they uh, reached out to us and supported me and my wife both. And so, yeah, it was a long process. Um, I would say I lost a lot of hair over it, but it was already gone uh, through the stress. But um, 
you know, it, it finally came to a conclusion. We're excited about it and uh, ready to get going. And I think the little background, you've been here on campus for, for a number of years. For those that may not be familiar with you, tell us a little bit about your background uh, and, and how long you've been here at ULM and, and why this job meant so much for you to, to be able to undertake. Sure. You know, well, I'm, I'm an alumnus, uh, so I was here on campus for six years. Uh, four years to get a bachelor's degree in accounting and then an MBA. Uh, and then uh, have had the opportunity to be here as a faculty member and an administrator and then a dean uh, for 25 years. So a total of 31 years on campus. And, you know, that's what makes it so special. You know, I grew up in a small rural town, uh, you know, 45 minutes from here. Uh, uh, Winsboro, right? Winsboro, okay, exactly yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly right. And, uh, just being able to lead an organization and to be a part of an organization that was so important to me uh, growing up and uh, provided me the opportunity to do more than I ever dreamed I would do. Well, I love you know you being from Winsboro. I'm from Farmable, which you know <laughs> there's something about you know small town you know North Louisiana that that certainly means a lot here to ULM and and there's so many just branches throughout our, our areas and. Uh, you know, being a homegrown uh, person just like you, uh, I think yeah. this makes it even more special to be able to give back to our community here. Absolutely. You know, growing up and seeing firsthand uh, the value of our community, but at the same time, the challenges and, and being able to work at ULM and helping it become the transformative entity that it needs to become uh, is extremely meaningful. And uh, look forward to doing all we can to help to help our region. There's nothing, you know, that you can't do without, you know, your better half, you know, with you. And, and I certainly, you know, my wife, I was the lead in to yeah. uh, this interview. You know, we sponsor uh, this. We have a practice. She's an alum from here in the marriage and family therapy department. And, and I'd be nothing without her. And so I know yeah. you, you feel the same way. And, and, and your wife has some strong ties here. Uh, with with the university as well has been on staff for a number of years. Absolutely. She's she's been here. She's actually lived here longer than she's lived anywhere else. Uh, 20, 20 years now. Uh, growing up, uh, she moved every couple of years. So um, she finally found a home, fortunately, here at ULM. Uh, we met on campus and, uh, you know, she this is her home now. And she's been very active across the state and the country with risk management and insurance, which is her field of study. And you go, I want to mention that because tying into athletics a little bit, going to basketball for a moment, you know, I, I know Nick Coppola was in that, Absolutely. Lance Richard, you know, Michael yeah. Ertle. I mean, there's been a number and they've all over the years said such great things uh, about yeah. about both of you guys. Well, that, that's great to hear. You know, all those guys were awesome. Uh, you know, student athletes that uh, they, they amaze me at what they're able to do. Um, you know, they it's almost like they're working a full-time job and going to school full-time as well. And their dedication and their effort really is inspiring to me. And I think they're great role models for the rest of our students on campus. So you're in, in your finishing up your third week, is that right? Third week. Okay, so the first thing that, that you guys did was made a significant uh, contribution to the foundation. Tell everybody about that and why that was so important on your first day here on the job. You know, uh, thanks for asking about that, Nick. It, Throughout the process, the interview process, we heard from a lot of faculty, staff, and students 
these great ideas. And when we would ask, uh, you know, well, why, why aren't we taking advantage of those? And the quick answer was, we don't have the resources. And, you know, Christine and I have dedicated our lives to helping others. And there are so many amazing people on this campus with so many amazing ideas. We thought that there w couldn't be a better thing to invest in and, and then those people and their ideas. So, so we did commit to a $100,000 gift. Uh, we received already another $100,000 gift. The ULM Foundation has stepped up uh, to join us. And so we're, we're looking forward to funding those ideas to creating opportunities for everyone across campus. I know you, having been on campus for, for as long as you have and, and you've experienced, you know, some of the great moments in athletics here. And mm -hmm. I mean, everybody still remembers whenever we knocked off Alabama. Uh, yeah. My wife still has the T-shirt uh, from that. Uh, in, in, and obviously, you know, knocking off Arkansas, which at the time was number number eight in the country and right. then you know the next two years beat Wake Forest in back-to-back -back seasons. Uh, I, I bring that up because I, I feel like you understand how important athletics is for for really it's the front porch of the university it's and there's so many studies out there especially from the NCAA tournament UMBC a few years ago number 16 seed and they went and pulled the biggest upset in college basketball history and their right. enrollment uh, applications uh, multiplied 200% and then yeah. their merchandise and all these things. So I bring all that up to just kind of, you know, talk to you about that and, and your focus on athletics and how we can position moving into 2020 and beyond, how we can position ourselves uh, to be able to to really use that, that free marketing, that opportunity to really, yeah. you know, show what ULM is all about. Absolutely. I, I agree with you completely, Nick. You know, I was fortunate to be a student here when we won the national championship. Right. As a student, I used to wait in line to get into what was then Ewing Coliseum to watch men and women play basketball. It was an exciting time. And, you know, I look forward to us getting back to those days where there's a lot of excitement around athletics. And uh, so I'm going to do everything I can to support athletics. As a dean, we did that. Uh, our college was a, a proud sponsor of athletic yep. programs and you know I think it's important for the academic side of the house to show our student athletes that we appreciate them that we support them and uh, we want to be encouraging to them because they are ambassadors for the university and every time they're on the court or the field or in the water they're representing us and uh, so absolutely I support them and would do everything I can to to uh, make them, give them the opportunity to be successful. That's all, you know, that we need to do. Give them that opportunity, and I think they will take advantage of it. And we're obviously a member of the Sunbelt Conference. I've seen, you know, this is my 11th year now uh, being a part of, of ULM Athletics, and, and, you know, just seeing the growth of a lot of schools in this league from whenever I first started to, to where they are now, facilities and all these different mm -hmm. things. I know you'll start jumping into some Sunbelt Conference stuff. I'm sure pretty soon there'll be some meetings that you'll you'll get kind of kind of acquainted with. Um, some thoughts on how we can kind of gauge what some of the other schools are doing inside the league and the improvements they've made and how we can parlay that here at ULM. Absolutely. I've attended one CEO meeting so far, and uh, today I actually got a huge binder that is going to be good weekend reading for me. Uh, so I'm learning a lot about the conference and our uh, – 
colleagues in the conference, but you know, we we need to create an excitement is what we need to do. And uh, I've already had several meetings with uh, community leaders and supporters of our athletic programs. And, you know, I look forward to working with uh, Scott McDonald and the athletic coaches and uh, creating a vision and a plan. Uh, and that certainly will include looking at what our peers are doing. And, uh, you know, as a business person, I'm a strong believer in planning. Uh, let's bring people to the table, have those good discussions. Uh, and I've already had several. Um, and let's put a plan together that that supports our student athletes and, and puts them in a place where they can be successful. The final thing with you, Dr. Barry, that, that I want to tie it, you know, athletics and all the different things, but something that, that I feel is so important uh, with my wife and I owning a business here in Monroe and also what I do. Um, we have a new mayor in Monroe as well, yeah. uh, Mr. Friday Ellis, the Honorable Friday Ellis. Uh, what, what would you like to see, because you've lived here you know, a long, long time, and to maybe see ULM and Monroe connect better and, and understand that there's not separate entities, that we are one and the same, and we need to work together for the greater good of our community. Yeah, uh, so very important, that town and gown relationship that you hear uh, mentioned so often. Um, you know, Mayor Ellis uh, was very gracious. He invited me to be on one of his uh, transition teams. And uh, of course, when we broke up into subcommittees, I picked the ULM Monroe Relationship Subcommittee. And so we've already had discussions around that very issue and how we could begin to partner together more often. Uh, that, that's a win-win situation. And so I think very soon we will be seeing things come out of those discussions that, that will show that we are true partners and, and we're here together. And the more we collaborate, it's going to be um, better for both of us, for ULM and Monroe. So a lot of excitement around that right now. No, no doubt about that. Dr. Barry, congratulations once again. Uh, glad to have you here. I know it's been a busy few weeks and they'll get even busier as, uh, as time <laughs> continues on. Thank you so much for the time today. Thank you, Nick. That's Dr. Ron Barry and Nick White. Thank you to both of them for their time and to Nick for sharing the interview with us. On to the field of play this week where the ULM football team heads out on the road to Liberty. The Warhawks are still searching for their first win after a disappointing homecoming loss to Georgia Southern 35-30 as quarterback Colby Suits was stopped inches shy of the goal line on the game's final play. Liberty is 3-0 coming into Saturday's game, and it's the first ever meeting between the Warhawks and the Flames. Tight end Tyler Lamb is looking forward to Saturday's contest. The fifth-year senior from Metairie and Holy Cross School had a great game in the loss to Georgia Southern, posting five receptions for 66 yards. Lamb jumps into the hot seat this week to talk about playing alongside Josh Peterson, gaining confidence as an offensive unit, generating the team's energy in the year of reduced crowds, and his ultimate man cave. This week's Warhawk football player spotlight is on tight end Tyler Lamb. Tyler, uh, fifth-year senior, to be around this program this long, what's it uh, mean for this year to, to be that last go-around and have this opportunity? It definitely means a lot. Um, came, came in here with, with PD, and we, we've said from the get-go that our goal was to be what we are now, 12 personnel heavy. And I tell you what, from what it started to what it is now, it's definitely been worth it, you know. 
to play with a guy like Josh Peterson that, that gets the attention that he does. I mean, last week was kind of your breakout game a little bit to kind of step in, and then he was out a little bit there in the second half. Just uh, what's it like to play with a guy like that and, and the, the skill sets that seem like you guys complement each other real well? Oh, it's definitely so much fun. I mean, he'll tell you firsthand that I get him better, he gets me better. Like, that's how, that's how we work day in and day out. Like, even when, even when, like, he said he was transferring and stuff, like, he, I was the first one to find out that he was, he was, I was coming, and he was coming back. And it's because, like, we, we want to know that stuff. Like, that mm-hmm. felt good. Like, okay, now it's not just, okay, I got, I'm just the, the one. Like, mm-hmm. we're both, we are both the one. That's how we look at it day in and day out kind of play off each other like that absolutely, a little bit. Absolutely. I know this last week uh, I mean you guys have some similar builds out there but you play the game a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Just what do you think are maybe the best comparisons uh, way you get, ways you guys are similar and maybe ways you guys are different? I mean we, we both love one-on-one matchups no mm-hmm. matter who it is. Um, I mean he he likes blocking. I'll, I, I'll say I like it more. Like, mm-hmm. I'll put my hand in the ground go hit a DN more than he would. He'll do it he might do it better sometimes, but he knows, and I'm coming with it always, 100%. I'm not saying he doesn't, but <laughs> I'm bringing the pop to it like every time. And like, like I said, like when I see him run a nice corner route, it's like, man, like I, I have that potential to run that corner route just as good. And he sees me block a linebacker, so vice versa, you know. This last week, uh, I mentioned a couple times, a little bit of breakout performance for you. Got some good chances in the open field. Uh, what do you what do you see Saturday as far as uh, your opportunity to get out there and make some plays? Um, I want I want to tell you like, oh, I'm used to it, but I mean, and not in the game, but in, in practice, like, I mean, you can come out and see yourself. Like, I, I catch a ball, I'm getting north, because like, mm. I mean, I feel like if I had the ball in my hand, I'm the biggest dude on the field running the ball. So like, you're gonna have to. You have to stop me, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm running. My goal is to get a first down every time I get the ball in my hands. So, How about two this past Saturday? Seemed like you guys offensively were a little more comfortable. Seemed like energy level was up this last week. What was maybe the difference to be able to move the ball with some consistency Saturday? I think, uh, like, you we're coming as a whole as our offense. Like, it's not just run heavy, pass heavy. It's that, like, every, every play we ran, we were confident, like, that fourth down, like you could bet the farm that we were getting that fourth and goal. Like we were scoring. Like you heard the crowd as if we were on defense. We were on offense, mm-hmm. and it was so loud. But like we we, we play off of momentum. You know what I'm saying? Like we're that one big play away from winning a game. Mm-hmm. But like that that play needs to happen in the first half. And that I mean we we progress in the second half. But that's what I'm saying. We play off of momentum, and I think that's what fuels the energy on the sideline. It's momentum mm-hmm. shifts. You know. Had a couple different situations. You mentioned the fourth down. Even how about right before halftime, you know, the final seconds to score that touchdown. You guys seem to be gambling a little bit more in those fourth and short situations. Just how excited does that get you guys as an offense to have that trust put into you to go get the job done? Oh, absolutely. I mean, before, I mean, before like uh, Army and, and UTEP, like those games, I, I'm pretty sure we didn't get the fourth down calls. But before that, like the years mm-hmm. before, I can't tell you when we didn't get a fourth down play. Like we, we look at that as motivation. Don't get me wrong. We want to be first down, second. We don't want to be fourth down. But I mean, when we get in those situations, like we're we're on the field telling coach, like, hey, run this, run that. Like we want, we want that. And then once it gets called, it's like, I mean, you like you're gonna convert. Like that's in our in our mind. I'm getting set. Sam's getting. Everyone's getting set. Like we're converting. Like we're either scoring or getting that first down. I know uh, most offenses, and even here at ULM in the past years, it's been that running game that set up the passing game. It seemed like Saturday was the passing game that maybe gave Josh Johnson some more opportunities. 
how good that did that feel to see Josh get free and finally break some runs this last weekend? Oh, uh, he's our he's our motivator. I mean, he's our rock. He he knows that too. Like and and it, it's awesome seeing him in the end zone because I mean he he'll he will rather see us in the end zone too at the end mm-hmm. of the day. But when but like when our leader is actually like playing really well and that that feeds off of us like that makes makes me want to go make a play. That makes makes uh, Sam want to go block someone. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? All that like he's our leader. That's how it's supposed to be, though. Colby Suits taking over for Caleb Evans this year. I know you guys have been around Caleb for a long time. How's that adjustment been, especially where there was the battle between Colby and Jeremy there for a while? How's that transition been to a new quarterback? Oh, I mean, really good. I mean, Caleb, I came in with Caleb. He was good. I was good friends with him, still him. And then Colby comes in, and I was friends with Colby before when he was a recruit. Mm-hmm. So then he was a two, I was a two. Like So we, we've been getting reps together. And then during quarantine, we would go to the practice fields by ourselves and do one-on-one stuff, like building chemistry and stuff. So like... I think Colby is the most confident quarterback I've ever been around. No no disrespect to Caleb because he was very confident too. But, I mean, that's what you need to be as a quarterback. You need to have that little savvy and swag to yourself. And Colby definitely has it, and he'll tell you too. What kind of growth have you seen from him from week one this year to now week four where it seemed like he was uh, pretty consistent and, and, boy, inches short of leading you guys to that comeback win? I mean, he he called me after the game and was like, man, I w- really wish I would have got in like because you had such a good game. I'm like, nah, like that's that, we all had a good game. like, But from week one to now, he didn't even know he was like starting during mm-hmm. week one. So I mean, just right there, like the, that's mature just enough, like just to like take that in and go play well. Like, what is he fifth in the country passing yards mm-hmm. or something like yeah. that? Like, I mean, if you were to tell me that in in the summer, I wouldn't believe it. I, I wouldn't. But here he is proving me wrong. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's like really good off his part. You guys uh, seem like this last week the energy level is up. Just what's that like this year going into these? empty or mostly empty stadiums and having to bring your own energy it feels like instead of being able to feed off the crowd and go there. Right, I mean it, everyone has to deal with it and and I'm sure everyone is preaching the same thing. It's just a matter of who's actually going to do it. Mm-hmm. And if they both do it who's going to do it better and more consistently during the game and like I said Georgia against Georgia Southern we we were consistent like energy wise. Like We went three and out two times in a row in the third quarter. Mm-hmm still came back like with two big drives like that's that right there should motivate the offense itself and it, and it has and you, you can see it during practice too Def, uh, to go and look at Liberty here and this Liberty defense this week what is it that maybe stands out as the biggest challenge with them um, they're, they're speed rusher I mean they got a guy who's twitchy who I haven't seen a guy like that yet everyone so far has been like you know big drops and now we're going against an even front which should be fun I mean we've gone against even fronts every fall camp this year every spring every spring camp like mm-hmm. that's what we're doing so I mean it's just another another test that we, we were able to complete too. So it'll be fun. You know, to step out of conference like this, Army certainly fits that. Uh, I mean, it's of course a little different what they do, but Liberty seems like a Sun Belt type of team. Just how much does that help you guys facing teams like that when you go and take on the rest of the conference? I like, mean, it, we get more of an edge, I think, because like I I never heard of Liberty till beginning of the season. They even <laughs> like I knew they played in the bowl game last year, but I mean, other than that, like. Just, mm-hmm. They're just another opponent in my eyes because, mm-hmm. I mean, whether it's Lafayette, whether it's Georgia State, I mean, we're, we still have to put the ball down and play. It doesn't matter who and when. There we go. You're one of nine guys on this team that's uh, already earned your degree. Uh, getting that done over the summer here, and I understand kinesiology. You got working on masters now in exercise science. Just yes, first of all, what's it mean to, to get the bachelor's done, get that out of the way, have that degree in your uh, hand? I mean, definitely a goal coming in. Uh, not only for me, for my family. I mean, they they love that probably a little bit more than I did. But I mean, that just opens up more doors just in life, and then 
that's our coach's goal is just for us to get a degree. Like, they'd rather me get a degree than excel in football 100%, which is understandable because now that I'm older, I, I get that now. So, I mean, now I'm working on my master's and grad school is going, it's going good. Have you thought about life after football and, and what you're looking at there? I try not to because <laughs> uh, my, my stepdad told me, stay in college as long as you can. Mm-hmm. Stay in college as long as you can because, I mean, you don't, you don't get this opportunity again later on. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's good advice anyway. So you get to, to come down the stretch of this season here. I know you get to come home a couple more times. What's the biggest thing that's got to happen for this team to take the next step this year and move forward? Uh, consistency, definitely. Um, because, I mean, Coach V preaches it. Everything is – something's going to go wrong. Nothing's perfect in a football game. And we, we're slowly picking up on that. And we we definitely got that last week. And I'm ready to see if, if we can accomplish that this week. Because we, we got to take it day by day, especially in this league. Because anyone can win. Anyone can win in, in the sport of football. It just matter who shows up and stays consistent. There we go. Now, time our final five questions with Tyler Lamb. I'm going to throw some things off the wall at you here. Sorry. First of all, among your friends and family, what are you most famous for? Uh, what am I most famous for? Um, <laughs> I am really good at dodgeball. Okay, I love love the sport of dodgeball. Like, if we so in high school we played intramurals and my. Homer would always go to the championship because of the captain of the team, which was Tyler Lamb. Of course. of course, yeah. So <laughs> there you go. All right, number two. If you had to pick one TV show to be the only TV show you watch for the rest of the of your life, which one do you pick and why? It would be Friends. Okay. I, I am a I am a big uh, Joey fan. All right. He, he cracks me up. I, I I've seen it multiple times. Me and my brother, little brother, mm-hmm. we could sit there and watch ten episodes because they're only twenty six minutes long. And yeah. It goes by quick, and I mean, I'm, I'm a big Friends guy. You're a little torn up that it's off Netflix? Or? Oh, definitely, but I mean, it's on HBO Max, so we figured, okay. it out. We figured it out. There you go. <laughs> All right. If you had an all-expenses-paid trip to anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? Um, I would go to New York. Well, actually, I've already been. I would go to Los Angeles and go to a Dodgers game. A Dodger fan, uh, huh? Um, I wouldn't say a Dodger. Like, I've been, I'm a Yankees fan. Oh, okay. I've been, I've, been, I've been to a Yankees game before. I went to Cooperstown and played baseball. But, I mean, I, I've always wanted to go to a Dodgers game because they're always, it's always packed and there's always celebrities there. Might as well, you know, get it off the bucket list. Okay, unrelated to the final five, what did you play in baseball? You- I, I, played, I played pitcher and then I played third and short until, until I grew and played football. What did you have in your pitching repertoire? I threw a, a, a two-seam, a four-seam, a cutter, and a curveball. That's that's not bad. That's, oh no, that's yeah, pretty good combination. I, I was, yeah. I went, I would have to make the coach take me out. Like I was a starting feel. Like I didn't come in. I never came. I would just start a game, and then they would know. Like okay, he's he's not feeling it today. We got to take him out in the second. Does Coach Fed know about your abilities at all? <laughs> not yet, but my boy Grant Schultz is on the team with the high school with him, and I always tell him. So if he's listening, there you go. I'll, I'll come pitch for you, Coach. <laughs> all right, number four. If you had three hundred thousand dollars to improve any room in a future home or apartment, which room would you pick, and what would you do to it? I would make a a big like man cave mm-hmm. type like workout room mm-hmm. type of thing. I would have like one half the side workout stuff, and then the other half like you know couches. A little. I'm a big gamer. I like the game. I'd have my monitor set up, then I have the TV set up for you know football games, basketball, baseball, all that. Then a big old L couch for like twelve of us can fit on it. And see, you're adding more questions here. Okay, what what <laughs> games? What's your favorite to play? Uh, right now, uh, probably 2K and then Madden. Okay. And then I, I am on MLB The Show. Right. I, I play with my boys on the baseball team. There play, you go. play some show. That's fun. All right. What's your Madden team? 
definitely the Saints. I'm a diehard Saints okay. fan. Diehard right. Saints fan. Who that? Right. Everyone, everyone in this building knows that too. <laughs> there you go. All right. Finally, what would be the absolute best pet to have? Oh, a golden retriever, and I'm going to get one when I'm done with college. There you go, Tyler. Thanks for the time. Yes, best sir. of luck. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. There we go. Thanks, sure. Tyler. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's senior tight end Tyler Lamb. Lamb and the Warhawks meet the Liberty Flames at 11 a.m. Saturday. Coverage is on ESPNU and the Warhawk Radio Network from Learfield IMG College at 105.3 FM KLIP, LA105.com, and the TuneIn app. On to ULM Volleyball, where the Warhawks suffered a pair of losses last week to the rival Ragin' Cajuns, falling 3-1 Friday and 3-0 Saturday at Fant Ewing Coliseum. The Warhawks managed to take a set from the Cajuns Friday night, but the Cajuns fought back and took the final two sets to claim the win. On Saturday, ULM had early leads in the first two sets, but they slipped away. In the third set, the Cajuns built a large lead only for ULM's comeback to fall short. Head coach Charlie Olson talks about how his team played against the Cajuns, assesses where they are at in this odd COVID season, and looks at this weekend's matchups at Arkansas State. Well, Coach, uh, tough weekend with the Cajuns. I mean, unbeaten team. They're on a roll, obviously. Uh, got a set from them on Friday night. Start there. What did you see Friday night from this team? We just saw I- improvements from our side. Um, again, still trying to work through some uh, some starting lineup. Uh, we just don't have the answer right now. Uh, and that's okay. I mean, we're, we're still early in our in our conference season. Uh, we understand that, um, you know, normally, like I mentioned to you last week, we would still be in our preseason trying to figure it out. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to figure it out sooner than later, right? But I think we're still before uh, the break um, of our of our week off. Um, I mean, we're, we're, we've we've filled our week off with, with games with home and away Central Arkansas. Um, but as far as our week off of conference matches, it gives us a good opportunity to to try to to put that one step forward that we need. Try to get over the hump and get us back in the win column. You know, uh, Saturday it seemed like you had a nice lead in the first two sets early on. Just couldn't quite sustain it. The third set had a nice rally back there after trailing by double digits to try to make it competitive at the end. What did you see Saturday? Yeah, we just saw the, that, that mid-set lull. Um, this week we actually started off pretty hot uh, and then finished well. Um, we just allowed them to to string together a, a three or four point run right in the middle of each set and we can't allow that to happen. So I think as this team plays more with each other, uh, we just need to fine tune some uh, uh, some things in our in our game. Um, really focusing again on the offensive side of the ball. I thought our defense played very well. Um, we, I mean, we we honestly limited um, a lot of their heavy hitters down uh, some numbers. Um, you know, their 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 big hitters will get their kills, and um, I thought that we did a good job of, uh, of of limiting that. However, we just didn't have we just didn't capitalize when we needed to. In particular, any players stand out for you over the weekend? I thought Madeline Hogan had a nice weekend. Um, I mean, even in the, even in this last the second game, uh, walked away with with 21 digs. You know, that's seven seven digs a set. That's a lot. Um, probably could have finished with a few more, but you know, from from going against a team like that who was just pounding, 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 it's hard to dig every ball, right? So uh, again, we need to do a better job of of helping our defense out offensively and, and, and terminating. 
looking this week, you got Arkansas State for three. They're in a little bit different situation, having just played their first couple matches of the year this last week. Now there's probably not a ton of info about this particular Red Wolves team at this point. What do you know going in on this one? We don't know too much about them. Um, yeah, they've had some players have some great games. Uh, playing um, against Little Rock, um, you know, Little Rock, from what we've seen from film, is a super scrappy team. They're younger. Um, we understand that um, Arkansas State is very well coached. Um, they return some some heavy hitters offensively. So um, we're going to see what their vibe looks like a little bit more in depth on film and uh, not look too in depth about who they are. Um, really, again, focusing on us this weekend. Going a little different schedule too to help accommodate their weekend schedule. Some other sports. Uh, any concerns about starting with a single match and then doubleheader Friday or mixing it up or any concerns there? I mean, they they've also been very accommodating with with us too. We said, hey, we we don't want to play a super late game on Thursday, um, and uh, we we moved it up to the five o'clock time slot uh, again on ESPN Plus. Um, it gives us a chance to get a get a chance to see what their gym looks and feels like. It's a it's a dark gym. It's very vast, though. It's a lot like the Coliseum here. Um, some of our girls have never played in that facility before, so um, we will we'll get a temperature read on on that uh, gym and um, get a chance to see uh, what what they're going to throw at us, and we're going to put forth our, our best effort too. Um, again, it's not just us playing them; they have to play us. That's ULM volleyball coach Charlie Olson. ULM and Arkansas State square off at 5 p.m. Thursday, 11 a.m. Friday, and 6 p.m. Friday. Thursday's match is available on ESPN+. Links to ESPN+, and live stats are available at the volleyball schedule page at ulmwarhawks.com. The Warhawks soccer team plays its third home game in a four-game homestand Sunday when they host Little Rock. ULM lost Friday's match to Texas State 2-1. Lena Goppel scored ULM's only goal, an equalizer, early in the second half. However, moments later, the Bobcats regained the lead for good. On Sunday, A-State scored three first-half goals before the two sides played an even second half. Head coach Sean Frazier talks about the two losses, which players stood out, and what Little Rock brings to the table in Sunday's matchup at Brown Stadium. Coach, uh, I know frustrating start to the weekend with uh, Texas State, the match that seemed like outside of two mistakes early right there with the Bobcats, give yourself a chance to win, but uh, unfortunately come up short. What did you see Friday night? Uh, I thought we did okay. Um, you know, it was a, it was a performance that, that ultimately, you know, we we kind of played it on the front foot a little bit more. Again, yeah, I do think I agree with you there. We were unfortunate with with the two goals we conceded. Um, you know, but I, I think I was encouraged by the way that we approached the game and the mentality of the players and. Um, with a little, again, with a little bit more practice, I think we can come out successful. But certainly, you know, we dominated the game in all of the aspects that we wanted. We just got to learn how to finish and, and get more end product. Uh, in that match on thir- on Friday night, uh, Lena managed to get you a goal there, get the equalizer, get you back uh, going again. What kind of led in that sequence to get on the board? Just kind of a ball that just kind of dropped in in the right spot for her. Well, I think we, we'd been we'd been playing the game high and, and we played the game in the right areas of the field um, you know and in that situation I think Effie had made a, a run forward and then and then again Effie made a uh, made a play to kind of sweep the ball away from the defender and then it just dropped to Lena and she's uh, hit it and it's gone in the top corner so 
Uh, Ham certainly a fun goal, a goal that got everyone energised. We worked so hard to get back into the game. Uh, the two or three elements that we talked about at half time, they came out and executed them, um, and we got the reward. And then ultimately, two minutes after that, you know, it's almost like you get you get one thing sorted out, and then it brings another set of questions and you know a few minutes after that we conceded a goal that was a difficult one to take but um, again another another learning moment for us. Uh, Arkansas State Sunday they've been uh, a team that's on a roll this year uh, unbeaten still at this point uh, they got three goals there in the first half seemed like second half much more even uh, seemed like you really uh, hung around with them a lot better but what was your assessment from Sunday's match? Well I thought actually the first 10 minutes of the game I thought I thought we played really well we took it to them and then conceded a goal again where we made a mistake but uh you know, I was encouraged by our start, and then when we came out in the second half, you know, again, like you said, the second half was quite even. They've got a real difference maker in uh, Sodoma, and, and she was the difference in the game. Um, but I was encouraged, I thought, I thought we did okay in the second half there. I mean, um, you know, I think the players, as much as we lost two games this weekend, I think the players started to see a, a lot of good things. Um, you know, we've got to build on them and start getting results though, so um, that'll be the focus for this week. Who really stood out this week as far as uh, the players go for you? Well, Haley saving a penalty is, is mm -hmm. huge, and, and I think Haley has the potential to be a top, top goalkeeper. Um, you know, we've, we've got to continue to help her improve. Um, you know, I thought Daisy Drake the other day, I think, you know, most of our players were in the 40 or 50 pass region, some in the 30s, some in the 20s, and Daisy Drake, I think, um, against Texas State, had 81 passes during the game, so she really influenced that game. I felt like she was probably our best player in the game, so I was really happy about her. Um, obviously, Elena scoring and, and, and kind of settling into that midfield as well, so you know, really happy about that, and then, of, of course, Ashley Johnson has, has bags of energy and provided us that as well, so, you know, I was there. Uh, Really encouraged by those guys. I thought Victoria at left back did some really, really good things as well. So, um, yeah, happy with those guys. Looking at this week, uh, you get until Sunday before Little Rock comes in here. How do you spend this week with only having one match, a little extra time to, to be out for practice? Yeah, and I think that was the thing about uh, about Sunday was was they had played on Thursday and we played on Friday, so it was we had a, a day less of rest. Um, but yeah, no, we're, we're fully focused on Little Rock. Um, you know, we'll, we, we've we've been scouting them obviously all season. They've had a kind of stop-start uh, season so far as well. You know, I think they've only played three games. They play on on Friday against ULL. Um, so yeah, no, just just fully focused on those guys. But but in the earlier part of the week, we're we'll we'll, we'll focused on ourselves. We got we got to still recover. We're only 48 hours from the game, and um, we'll, we'll look at some of the things that we need to improve on. And, and then we'll start looking at those guys. That's ULM soccer coach Sean Frazier. Redshirt sophomore Matty Garza is one of six returners for the Warhawks in 2020. Garza has been on the pitch quite a bit to open the season. In fact, she's one of six Warhawks to play in all 450 minutes across the first five matches of the year. I had a chance to talk with Maddie this week as we discuss what she's learned from soccer players across the globe, how this team continues to come together, and which room she would spend $300,000 on in a future home. 
Our Warhawk soccer player spotlight this week is on Maddie Garza. Well, Maddie, your second season in this program, and of course, uh, go through the coaching change and uh, 20 newcomers on this team with you and a handful of you back from last season. Just uh, what's the transition been like for you? I mean, of course, with all the craziness in the world, too, adding in, just what's this been like for you? No, it's definitely been um, a blessing in a way. I love all the new girls that have come. Definitely added, like, so many different cultures and diversity to this team. And um, the returners that stayed are really some of my closest friends, so I cherish every minute with them, and it's just been really fun transitioning. And with COVID, it's been a little weird at times. It's such a weird time in this, this world, so um, we're just trying to get by every day. So, You know, to, and I, I misspoke earlier, your third season here. I'm yeah. sorry. But, <laughs> no, you're good. So, uh, you know, when you look at uh, to be able to come in here and, and now 13 internationals, 13 domestic players, just mm-hmm. What have you been able to kind of learn about some of the different backgrounds, the cultures? Because this is really the kind of that true kind of America situation here, the real melting pot within this program. No, 100%. I've learned so much about, like, Germany, mm-hmm. Greece, um, Belgium, Netherlands. It's crazy. England. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just learn every day. Like, we have we say different words for different things. And, like, um, I just find it. And then our soccer styles are different like American and then Europeans but it blends in so well here I think they add a characteristic that like we don't have as Americans and then we add a different part for them so I think it's really great for soccer to like have a blend of Europeans and Americans you mentioned the different styles Mm -hmm. have you learned anything have you added anything to your game from what you've learned yeah I've definitely learned some new skills from some of the I'll shout out Janet she's Mm -hmm. taught me some different skills to take one on like 1v1 on players and then different like defending tips and um, learning how to shield the ball and stuff so I think we all add qualities that help us better every day in practice. This group uh, to get to this point in the season just what's been the biggest challenge to get you guys ready for I hate to say mid-season but I mean really it kind of is for the fall because Mm -hmm. you're going to have a spring season this year too so just uh, what's been maybe the biggest challenge at this point? I definitely um, can we have gotten our chemistry has gotten so much better throughout the games but um, learning to get because preseason we didn't have a preseason so that kind of we just kind of got thrown into season so I think we're definitely improving every game so with that saying like we are working as a team so it's getting better go back to this last weekend too Texas State seemed like uh, that was a very even match very competitive Mm -hmm. for all 90 minutes and just couple little mistakes Texas State takes advantage and they get the two goals what do you remember from Friday night about what maybe stands out about that match in particular I just Friday night was a good night for us I felt like we worked so hard as a team we competed every single minute we got we had chances they had chances like there was it was an even game and I just felt like the result doesn't show it but like if we cut out some simple mistakes, we, we totally should have won. I know Arkansas State, uh, they've been the best team in the conference so far to go up there. Uh, that was a 6-1 loss. You hold them to three goals here. I mean, Sarah Sodoma is clearly one of the best players in the league to have to go against her. But maybe what, what improved between that first meeting and the second meeting with them? I think we've learned how to um, – control our back line in the middle and we have to win every 50-50 and like being competitive and working for each other getting back for each other I think that really showed in the second game the three goals um 
it's okay like mm-hmm. it's fine like we we worked so hard in the second half mm-hmm. we we got a shutout like it's just showing that we are improving like um, Arkansas State is a good team we are a good team so it was it was pretty even in the second half I would say so go this week now you don't have that Thursday or Friday match you just play Sunday against Little Rock just how important is it this week to be able to have a little more time to focus on yourselves and improving to get ready for the Trojans on Sunday? I think a week off to train and to get some running in and to rest is amazing for us. I think Sunday we will all be ready. We'll all be ready to play without that Friday game. So um, I think this this week is really important in training and focusing on getting that win on Sunday. Yeah, for your returners, I mean, yourself and the other girls here, you've all been through conference play before. You know these opponents. I know Coach is trying to learn as much as he can to get there. Is there anything you, you girls can help with as far as this is what they've traditionally done and mm-hmm. just kind of help out a little bit as far as the scouting goes on that? Yeah, we definitely they, – they watch a lot of film on mm-hmm. the other teams. But um, I just, like, every game from, like, last year, I remember, like, certain key players. So mm-hmm. certain key players in the midfield and the defense or – they're attacking like so we'll kind of come in like give them some pointers but like they usually already know that since they've been watching other teams third year here at ULM on the academic side what are you working towards there and and what's the goal here when you get out of college right now I'm in kinesiology I'm gonna try to change into the rad tech program and um maybe become something in ultrasound or MRI. So I'm still trying to decide. Um, Definitely something in the radiology field, though. Very good. Very interesting. So uh, as you kind of work through that balance, even we talk about COVID impacting athletics, but just how much is that even that balance to deal with COVID and the academics and the athletics to finish the spring and kind of start the fall and figure that out? Just how different has that whole process been? I My um, first two years here, I had so many in-class classes. Mm-hmm. So now that this year, it's all online. I'm really missing the personal connection between my teachers and my students. Like I've made so many friends on this campus that aren't athletes. So I really miss that as like a social part and like getting them to know them, like people from Louisiana or like anywhere so that's a little different all my classes are online so I spend all my day at the library or in here doing homework and it kind of adds up like you don't realize it because you're not in class and then listening to lectures online is just not fun I rather no. I rather go in person <laughs> so, yeah. absolutely yeah. absolutely well here we go Maddie Garza we've got final five questions for you just completely random things about life or whatever here so first up among your friends and family what are you most famous for um being the weird one i would say okay all right if you had to pick one tv show to be the only tv show to watch for the rest of your life what would it be criminal minds Okay. Just what what reason for that? What, what I just like, like the psychological like behind like killers and then the detectives trying to figure out mm. what's going on in their minds. So that's okay. really interesting to me. Very good. All right. Number three, if you had an all expenses paid trip to anywhere in the world, where do you go? Um, Europe, because I can go to multiple countries. And you've got connections there, yeah. too. So, and yeah. I have places to stay. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're given $300,000 to improve any room in a future house or apartment you may have. Which room do you upgrade and what do you upgrade? Definitely 
living room slash kitchen. I kind of okay. wanted to combine. That is the main focal point of mm-hmm. any house. So I love to celebrate and have friends over, and I love to cook for them. So that would be the main room. All right. And finally, what would be the absolute best pet to have? A dog. <laughs> Dogs are so loving. Oh, yeah. nothing, I, can, I nothing can replace a dog. Absolutely. Maddie, thank you so much. Best of luck here this season. Thank you. That's ULM Soccer's Maddie Garza. Maddie and the Warhawks host Little Rocket one Sunday at Brown Stadium. A link to the live stats is available on the soccer schedule at ulmwarhawks.com. Looking around the rest of ULM athletics scene, Warhawk Cross Country is slated to run at the MOOC 4 Invitational at Louisiana Tech Saturday. The men's four-mile race starts at 9, followed by the women's 4K race at 9.45. ULM Tennis was slated to host the Warhawk Invitational Friday and Saturday. That has been postponed the next weekend due to the threat of Hurricane Delta. ULM Men's Golf is back on the course Monday and Tuesday at the Intercollegiate at the Grove in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And that is this week's Warhawk Authority podcast. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor, and just about anywhere you can find podcasts. Check in again next week for the latest on Warhawk Athletics. This is Mike Hammett for the Warhawk Authority podcast.